0: Hello and welcome to the Battle Line podcast, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and let me just prep this. Here with me is First Day on the Job, the National Director of Publications and editor of Peer Magazine, my co-host on this podcast, my co-host in life, Major Jamie Satterley. (laughs) How are are you feeling today? How are you feeling today, Major Satterley?
1: I'm feeling great, although like I've aged overnight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we also have with us our co-host, our producer, the one who makes this whole thing work, run, Go, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how are you doing today?
2: I'm so super wonderful. How are you?
0: Doing awesome. We are ready to get into this.
1: Yes, and I'm so excited about today's episode. We're going to talk about one of my very favorite things in the whole wide world, and that is summer camp uh, and the camping ministries that the Salvation Army does each year. Uh, Camp is such an important part, not just in youth ministry, but in ministry overall. Uh, And so I'm so excited to talk about it um, and to kind of inform our readers a little bit about the history of Salvation Army camping and um, what that looks like today.
0: All right. So let's start it off. Uh, listeners, you can jump in on these conversations as well. We're not going to be able to hear you, but that's cool. All right. What is your, Elizabeth or Jamie, what is your favorite movie or TV show that has to do with summer camp?
2: All right. Elizabeth, do you want to go first? I would love to go first because there's only one answer here.
0: It's camp <laughs> Rock. A- camp Rock. Camp <laughs> Rock. I will admit to you, I've never seen Camp Rock.
2: Oh my gosh, what a travesty. You've got to get <laughs> so on Disney Plus.
0: It's like it's like a music camp, right? Where you learn to be mm-hmm. a rock star.
2: You learn to sing, you learn to dance, you play instruments, have the best summer ever.
0: Is there a romance that happens at Camp Rock? Is
2: there a romance? There's the Jonas brothers. Yeah, mm. So there has
0: to be romance. Mm-hmm.
2: L-O-B-E. Yeah. <laughs> So Camp
1: Rock, so it's good uh, music camp. The Salvation Army uh, does music camp across the nation. We do uh, what's called music conservatory. Camp Most Brass doesn't,
0: doesn't hit. Doesn't yeah, Camp Brass as, is the much same as camp, Rock. camp Rock.
1: It looks a little bit different, I think, Um Depending on which camp you go to, but um, in my experience, experience primarily there will be a junior conservatory that's like one week, and that's for the younger kids. And then there will be a summer-long music conservatory for older kids that lasts four or five weeks, um, and they learn brass instruments and piano and guitar and praise and worship and singing. And there are creative arts too, like dance and um, timbrels, because you know Salvation Army loves them timbrels and uh, all the all that kind of stuff. So. Our very own Camp Rock, but you're right. Camp Brass doesn't sound as exciting. How about you, Camp, camp
0: Jamie? Major Jamie, what's your favorite oh, uh, listen, movie, have, TV show that has to do with camp?
1: I have a whole list. So we're going to go back and forth. Oh, let's or you just, just name them.
0: Just go for it. Just name them. List them okay. all.
1: Okay. Uh, list them all. Uh, that'll take too long, but I'll list you some of the top ones. Uh, Parent Trap. Parent Trap had that iconic summer camp. You know, you go, you meet your twin sister. Uh, all the camp pranks, the lake. It was just magical, a magical time.
0: The Lindsay Lohan version or nah? Uh,
1: I mean, the original is always better, but I won't dismiss the Lindsay (laughs) Lohan version. But stick, I mean, watch the original first. Then, um, oh man. So if we're talking about camp shows from your childhood, you cannot leave out Salute Your Shorts. Oh man,
0: Salute Your Shorts made camp for me. To this day, I cannot watch the episode with Zeke the Plumber. I, I did. Well, that's not true. I did show it to the girls, our daughters. And, uh, you know, Zeke the Plumber is like this horror, uh, you know, the ghost figure that that is at Camp Anawanna. And, uh, man, to, that scared the bejeezies out of me when I was uh, <laughs> nine years old.
1: Yeah. So you have, you know, uh, the iconic donkey lips and, you know, all the all the great the theme song. I could still sing you the theme song. We Camp run, we Anawana. jump, we swim and
0: play. Yeah. Yep.
1: So, so much fun. Uh so there's salute your shorts. Um also when I was a kid, this movie there was a series of movies, the Ernest movies. Have you heard of these, Elizabeth? I have not. Oh man, so it was crazy. It was this guy, Ernest P. Worrell. Uh, he's the voice of you know Slinky, I mean? yeah, of Slinky Dog from Toy Story. So there's a series of movies, and so it's like Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, but Ernest, one year Ernest went to camp. Uh and it was so great. It was like uh, you had these troubled teenagers who were sent to this camp to try to, you know, get them in line. And uh, anyway, it's just a it's a hilarious, hilarious look at camp. Matt, can we talk for a minute about the Adams family?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and the Adams, camp scene. Adam's family. <laughs> Adams family values is a camp movie because they get you know you send Wednesday and Pugsley Adam to uh, camp, and you know you've seen that everybody's seen that Thanksgiving scene where she's she Pocahontas I guess Wednesday and then she's like I mean like, she's, yeah she's and the, an and the native, native americans American. raid the village it's just yes, amazing they
1: flip the script she was like oh no Literally. We are, this is yes we are <laughs> we the, we are not going down like this and so the indians the indians uh set out to massacre the pilgrims and it is just epic.
0: <laughs> I still have four on my list that you haven't said yet. Major J, yes. keep going. So I
1: was only going gonna to say, we have to give an honorable mention to this year's camp movie a week away, yep, which there just it is. made that me feel wonderful. all the feels. If about you haven't Summer watched camp. a week
0: away on Netflix yet, you need to watch that'll bring back the Christian camp. Uh, flutters in your belly.
1: Yes. If I wasn't already in my feelings about not being a camp director anymore, this movie did not help. It did not help at all. <laughs>
0: I was like, darn you, Netflix. All right, I've got three more. Did you? Did you are you still You still going in your list? No, go then, ahead. All right, uh, Bug Juice. Okay. The reality show that Disney put out about uh, camp with, with Bug Juice, right? That's what they called the Kool-Aid or whatever they served. Um, and then it was like if real world meets <laughs> summer camp yeah, with in, in the 90s. Right, right, right. Um, and then Bunked. Disney again, Bunked, just putting that out there.
1: My kids loved Bunked.
0: And then the last one, the greatest camp movie to me of my young generation was the movie Heavyweights, (laughs) the Fat Camp, (laughs) like with Ben Stiller as the, oh gosh, what was his, I can't remember his name in the movie, but yeah, he's like a, he's like a fitness instructor who's trying to sell his infomercials and all the kids at Fat Camp keep getting bigger. It's just a, it's just a great movie. I think Disney made that. I might have just named all three Disney things. Yeah, this is not an
1: advertisement for Disney, by the way. But they had the, that. But if they in, want to sponsor that,
0: the show, hit us up.
1: Great. In that movie, they had uh, the blob. Is that what they called it? Yeah, yeah. The, the blob big, on the, the lake? Yep. Yes. And I always was like, okay, we, we need a blob, but... <laughs> Risk management. Yeah. Had things to say about that.
0: <laughs> but like they hide the, they're like, they hide Snickers bars and stuff in the bedposts <laughs> like <Yeah>. that. Uh, <laughs> great movie. It is a good movie. Uh, well, we are going to talk about, again, we're going to talk about camp throughout this episode. But before we do that, I want to ask Elizabeth and Jamie and our listeners at home, I have a, a quiz for you. Here, I have five questions you're going to answer yes or no. And the questions are going to be Is this a real camp? Is this a real camp that you can go to? All right. So uh, listeners at home, you can yell out the answer and we will see. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Yes. Let's do this. Is there a such thing as a Game of Thrones camp? Is there such thing as a Game of Thrones camping experience? Yes or no? Are these kids
1: camps or just any kind of camp?
0: I primarily looked up kids camps.
1: Okay, well, if it's a kid camp, I'm going to say no, but it would not surprise me if there were an adult camp out there called
2: Game of Thrones. How
0: about you, Elizabeth? Yes or no?
2: This seems wildly inappropriate for children, so I'm going to say no.
0: The correct answer is no. This is not a real camp. However, (laughs) these camps exist. There is a Lord of the Rings camp where kids take on a persona in Lord of the Rings. There is a Harry Potter camp that you can go to. And there is that camp, then, of course, there's a Probably star there's definitely a Star Wars camp. There's also <laughs> a Star Wars camp. All right. Number two, yes or no, is spy Camp a thing? Spy Camp? Yes or no?
2: Yes, there has to be.
0: How about you, Elizabeth?
2: Absolutely. That sounds like so much fun.
0: Spy Camp is a thing. It's based out of a, a little town in Pennsylvania. I looked it up. They teach kids martial arts and surveillance, which seems like the two things you don't want to teach children <laughs> is how to do martial arts and sneak up behind you. And, yes. you know,
1: yeah. And they, listen, my youngest is slick enough. The last thing she needs is professional training.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys are two for two. Great job. All right. Number three, vampire camp activities only in the evenings. Vampire camp. Yes or no, is it a real thing?
1: It seems far-fetched so I'm going to say yes.
2: <laughs> I'm 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 going to go with no.
0: It, vampire camp is not a real camp. Oh, I'm
2: so glad. <laughs> However,
0: there is zombie camp. See? There is a zombie camp that teaches apocalyptic zombie apocalyptic skills and at the end they give kids Nerf guns and They have like a zombie apocalypse with Nerf guns. There you go. All right, number four, Shark Studies Camp. Shark Studies Camp. Yes or no?
1: Yes, everybody likes sharks.
0: Absolutely. Shark Studies Camp is a camp. Kids get to swim and scuba dive with real live sharks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because nothing says we'll keep your kids safe like let's throw them in there with the sharks. <laughs> Sign those waivers.
0: <laughs> That's right. Make sure that permission slip is signed off on. All right, last one. Very good. You guys are really good at this. Last one. Amusement park camp. Amusement park camp. Is this a camp or not?
2: This would be a phenomenal camp mm, if it existed. It would. What
0: do you think, Elizabeth? Yes or no? You That's must that. choose. You must choose. I
2: think it is. Hmm. Sure, why not?
0: Amusement park camp is a camp. Here's how you get into it. They go to 12 different theme parks in the span of two weeks. So it's a lot of travel. But 12 amusement parks in the span of two weeks. Amusement park camp.
1: Can adults go?
0: I almost put space camp on here.
1: I could write about it for Pierre.
0: Mm, That'd be good.
1: (laughs) I want in. (laughs) Let's go.
0: (laughs) Well, we want to talk about, you know, summer camp. Again, the Salvation Army has 42 camps throughout the nation um, each one of the division, but some of our Salvation Army Corps in the country actually have camps attached to them as well. 50,000, 000, 50,000, 000, zero, 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 zero campers came through uh, Salvation Army camps in 2019. Um, and it's cool to see because of the pandemic, camps reopening, uh, camps being able to do these things. Um you know, but uh camp changes lives. We believe that. And so we just wanted to hit maybe some talking points of camp. Like, you know, when you go and get like an EKG exam, right? And you get like the heartbeat thing that goes eat 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 right? So, so these talking points, they're not highs, they're not lows. They're just like markers of their EKG beeps on the heart line of camp that we just thought it'd be fun to talk about for a little bit. All right.
1: Yeah. So... Matt, you wanted to share a little bit about um, how camp, like what the purpose of camp was when camp started in the Salvation Army. So The The story always is amazing to me.
0: So Salvation Army camps were started, depends where you are in the country, but usually about almost most of our camps are coming up pretty soon, about 100 years old. So it was in 19... 15 to 1945, where mo- maybe even a little into the fifties, sixties, where most of the Salvation Army camps were formed up. But they were started in a way to get kids out of the inner well, out of the cities to a thing where they could you know get around nature of course remember you have to think about this is the 1920s 1930s and kids were very malnourished so what they would do is they would weigh kids when they came there they would feed kids as much as possible pretty much the anti-fat camp right and then they would weigh kids when they were
1: anti-fat camp opposite of fat camp (laughs)
0: Oh, sorry. And, yeah.
1: Anti fat camp sounds unkind. <laughs> opposite of fat what camp. It was. That's the uh, opposite what of that, Yes. The
0: inverse of fat camp <laughs> there is what you I was go. trying to say. <laughs> uh, and then they would uh, measure kids on the way out, weigh kids on the way out, and then they would. It was considered successful if a kid, if the gained, kid weight. Had
1: gained weight while they were there. <laughs>
0: because, <laughs> so, because kids were coming that were, you know, really underweight because they just didn't have the nutrition and things like yeah, that at home. It so, sounds
1: wild to us now, but at the time, it, it was a very like child. Uh, hunger was huge and it still, it still is, you know, in a lot of parts of the country today, uh, particularly because of the pandemic, uh, we don't do these same practices now, but back then that was considered a very urgent need to get kids healthy and to make sure that they were getting enough food. So that's how they combated that problem. But it just seems wild. Like we would never do that today, but it met, it met the need.
0: All right. So some of the, uh, point some of the highlights that we have is the first thing is let's talk about is that camp is awesome because it's a chance for kids to be outside in God's creation in nature and not have any technology you know they say the experts have told us that being in nature being in creation reduces anxiety stress here's the good things that it does in kids right being outdoors regularly increases kids and adults health better vision which is surprising. Kids who are outside a lot get better grades. They're literally nicer. <laughs> Kids are nicer and kinder. And then it also improves their sleep. So being outside in creation and not having the technology. Remember, there's a world outside of phones and screens. And I think we, in some ways we are losing that with the next generation. Um, you know, average screen time for a kid nowadays, if you're counting TVs, computers, all that stuff for school, seven hours a day in front of a screen, and less than 30 minutes outside a day. So camp is tries to invert that, right? So being outside in creation, not having your phone, because you don't need it, right? You just don't need it. So go outside and get the stink off you, right? What they used to say. Yeah,
1: so it's a great chance. And a lot of our camps are equipped with uh, activities and things that you don't wouldn't, you know, just run across in your neighborhood. Um, every camp has a place to swim. Some some places, that's the lake. Most of them, it's a pool. Um, and so, you know, there's all these swimming activities. There's boating and canoeing and all those kind of things, all with certified lifeguards. Uh, a lot of our camps have um, outdoor like ropes courses, where they can you know do all the different um, obstacles or apparatus, and then they'll have like a zip line or a swing um, or whatever to get down from the ropes course. Again, certified instructors there, making sure that everybody is safe. So it's it's being outside, but it's also experiencing things outside that you might not normally get to experience. You know, just running around your neighborhood. Some some camps, depending on where they are. Um, have horses or chickens or goats or livestock. And some of them have gardens and those kind of things that they're trying to teach kids sustainable living. And it's just such a wide array. And that's one of the things I love about the camps across the nation is that you can find them in all landscapes. I mean, we have camp in Maine, that's right there on the shores. We have camp in Hawaii where you're literally right on the beach. Ponderosa Ranch in
0: the Southwest Division, which is out in like deserty, camp in the mountains. Uh our Kings first Lake. camp,
1: yeah, you know, our first camp where we were camp directors sat at the base of Sharp Top, Mount Sharp Top. And so in the evenings you would get the cool breeze of the valley, but the mountain was always right there. And it was always so beautiful to be able to come out and and to see that and just be in that kind of Atmosphere. So it, you really see the landscape of America represented in the Salvation Army's camps across the nation.
0: It's fun to get a kid from the inner city outside, and when he hears crickets at night or frogs ribboning at night for the first time, they're like, What's that? Yeah. What's that noise? Yeah. Is that going to eat me? And so,
1: and then by the end of the thing, they're, you know, by the end of the week, they're chasing them and, you know, trying to catch lightning bugs and all of these fun, fun kind of things.
0: There was a book written a few years ago, I think it was called Last Child of the Woods or Last Child in the Woods, but I've never read the book, so I can't vouch for it. But in the in this book, he talks about uh, that we're losing, he calls it nature deficit disorder, where we are losing our love and appreciation of nature because we're inside so much. And camp just brings that back. Again, hey, listen, Tristan everybody's going to be okay with not seeing pictures of your food for a couple of weeks. Okay, buddy, you can put your phone Tristan down. Tristan
1: is the one taking pictures of his food. It's
0: All right. Megan, mom. Megan, 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 <laughs> Megan, listen, nobody's going to, nobody's going to be like, Oh gosh, I haven't seen a picture of uh, kale salad in two days. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> How about you, Elizabeth? Are you a fan of the outdoors, Elizabeth? You're a big hiker, aren't you? Or a walker?
2: So I love the idea of nature. I like the cool breeze in my hair. I like the smell of nature, but I don't like actual like dirt and animals. I noticed
0: you said I liked the idea. Well, I love walking. Outside. I love
2: paved walking paths. I like looking at the ocean.
0: But not not like swimming in the ocean.
2: Oh, I've been swimming in the ocean hundreds of years.
0: Well, you know, Rhode Island is famous for its beaches. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> this is a completely different tangent, but I'd rather swim in a lake than the ocean.
0: Yes' because you're from the South. It is. It's
1: because I'm a country girl who grew up swimming in lakes and creeks and all that kind of stuff. But if you gave me the choice, I'd pick a lake over the ocean any day.
0: Another great thing about camp is campfires. We saw this in the movie a week away if you haven't seen it like they sit down together at the end of the night and around vespers. the campfire vespers, right? Like a quiet time at the end of the day. It literally is the lid on a good day jar, right? Like it's quality time. You've you've bonded all day, you've been hanging out with people and then you just have this campfire time. Also, I would say that food tastes better when you eat it outside. I, I don't know if that's scientifically proven. But it's because you're a, so
1: hungry from all the other stuff you've done that day.
0: But you know what else I think is really cool about campfires is it's in that quiet place where God speaks to you. And I think you do kind of see this in that movie A Week Away, where like they bust out. They don't. I've never been at camp when people have just started busting out and singing perfect harmonies to our God is an awesome God. It's because
2: you right? didn't go to music camp. You didn't go to Camp Rock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh hey, did you know that if you ask Google how to build a campfire, it'll give you 200 million matches?
1: Stop it. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Listen, our kids are at summer camp right now, so Matt hasn't had anybody to practice his dad jokes on. So, sorry, listeners. You are just going to have to endure.
0: <laughs> how about, uh, talk to us, Captain Jamie, campfires.
1: Yeah, oh, no, campfire is always great. You know, again, uh, something about the smell, and then the roasting of the marshmallows, and then you know there's always the debate on uh, what's the perfectly roasted marshmallow. I want mine to be on fire, basically, uh, perfectly charred on the outside, nice and gooey on the inside. I here spicy take s'mores are not the bomb. It they they never assemble correctly, and then you take a bite, and the graham cracker just disintegrates, and I it's just. To me, I don't know. I'm not here for the whole thing. I'll eat all of those things individually. Also, I think here's part of the problem. Whenever people make s'mores, they always want to use Hershey's. Hershey's is trash garbage chocolate. It does not need to be consumed by humans. If
0: if Hershey's um, wants to sponsor the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I will tell you, you know what makes a good s'more? Are those Reese's Thins? Reese's? Is that? I'm probably correct. Reese's. Reese's (laughs) Reese's Thins. Yeah, The little thin ones. Then you put that on there marshmallow now now we're we're living we're a glorious life
0: campfires are those place it is and what's cool great about them is it is you've had a great day you've bonded with friends socially you know emotionally you're you're connecting with people and it but it's in those quiet almost tired place where uh, uh, people hear the lord speaks to us in the quietness and the moments when people say i think when god, when people say god god isn't speaking to me sometimes i think it's cuz we're so busy and so distracted with everything else that we don't hear him. And then campfires is one of those opportunities at camp where you have a quiet place where you can hear him.
1: Yeah, a lot of times at the Salvation Army camps, this doesn't always happen. This devotion time that he's talking about doesn't always happen around a campfire. Often it does, but a lot of times it happens at places that we call Vespers, the Vespers Point. Um, and that's going to look different depending on what camp you're at. But it's all, almost always usually um, some sort of cross, and it's a quiet place. A lot of time that's a little bit away from the activity, the hustle and bustle. So you have to quiet yourself as you walk there. You know, it's there's a little bit of a process to get to that point. So you're able to kind of move into that uh, atmosphere where it's just a quieting down at the end of the day. There's a little bit of singing, usually some kind of thought to wrap up the day, a scripture, a little devotional. Uh, and then it's all kind of quieting everything down before you go off to bed.
0: I I don't know what the official statistics are, but I think that there is, there was something done at least by one of the territories a few years ago that said how many Salvation Army officers had worked on summer staff. And I think it was as high as like 60, 70% of, of Salvation Army officers. So again, I think that just goes to the point to support our point of saying that God really does use camp to speak to people, especially in those quiet moments. I would say as we wrap up campfires, um, this is just not a spicy take, but I think just uh, all the ladies need to be aware of this. When you go to a campfire and there's a dude there, if there's one dude there, I guarantee you, the guy is thinking, "I'll bet you, I'll bet you, I could jump that campfire." <laughs> I guarantee you that there is a guy. I'm whether they're five years old or fifty years old, they're eating a s'more. They're just looking at that campfire and they're just like, you think, "Oh, look at them." They're just like staring off, being like spiritual and stuff. He's thinking. I could jump this campfire. I'll bet I've you. I've never I could. seen
1: somebody actually try and jump the campfire. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong. They probably are thinking about it. But parents, rest assured, we there no kids are allowed to yeah, jump. Yeah, no the campfire. kids are jumping the
0: campfire. I'm just telling you, they're just looking at it, thinking because I've done it. I like every campfire. I'm like, I'll bet you, I could jump that campfire. <laughs> now I
1: know where Susanna gets it from.
0: <laughs> the next thing about camp that's so great is that. Camp is a place where traditions are held. It, it is uh, holy ground to some campers. It's, it, it's a safe place. So, you know, there are traditions at camp. There are things that happen every year at camp that are a constant. And in a kid's life, life changes all the time, right? You go through so many changes when you're a kid. But when you're going to camp, you just know this is going to be constant. This place is going to be there. And there's going to be these camp traditions. Like we're going to sing these songs and we'll talk about camp songs here in a little bit. But for, for I would say in, in my and again, I'm Salvationist from Salvation Army from the Southern Territory. So Camp Hoblitzell, Camp Grandview, Camp Keystone, these are places in my life that have defined who I am. And they are a part of me now. They are holy ground to me.
1: Yeah. And so it is, I think, especially, so for me, growing up, we moved a lot. Until I was in the eighth grade, we moved every two years. And so you know, that's a lot of transition, a lot of new places and new faces. But camp is one thing that, um, you know, is always there, is always the same place I knew. When I got there that summer, there there were things that I was going to experience that would, you know, be the same, be constant. Um, You know, you get to see friends from around the state, around the country. So it, it, it just became kind of an anchoring point. And so many of our kids, and we still hear that, you know, when we go out in places. I was in a shop, um, one time during the summer and I was wearing my camp shirt and the lady was like, Oh, I was a camper there, you know, 30 years ago. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden all these stories come out about, you know, these are the things I loved. And some of those things they loved about camp are things that we still, still did. You know, a lot of the methods change, I guess, as culture changes and all those kind of things, but there are still some things swimming, you know, canteen, those kind of things, always stay the same. Um, And so it's always interesting when you come across people out in the wild who have experienced camp and to hear, you know, just how, how important it was to their lives.
0: Elizabeth, how about you? Like, I know you said you weren't a big camper, but is there like a place in your life that you say is like, it's just, it's tradition for you. It's like a holy ground. It's like a safe place for you. Fox Ridge. We're about to explain that to Fox Ridge us.
2: Boxridge is in North Conway, New Hampshire. It was my favorite place to vacation in the summer with my family. And they had the mini golf course. It was on like a mountain. It was my jam.
1: So it's yeah. like, is it like dirty dancing? You know, like that
2: place where you go? Okay, that's like my dream to go there, DW. Yeah. But <laughs> um, you, can, you can go there. It's in I Virginia. Know, I know. It's like three and a half go. hours. Yeah. I've mapped it out, but it's not as luxurious, nor is it on yeah. a lake. But I, I got to play my shuffleboard there. So it was yeah. fun. It's yeah, I
0: cool. Try. I think it's camps are a safe place for kids because they know when they're there, they get to just be kids. They get to be safe places. Again, I can't tell you how many times parents and even corps officers have come and said, oh, this is a bad kid. You know, you're going to send him home. You're going to call me because he's a bad kid. But once this kid gets to camp, he has the time of his life and we never have a problem with them. I think just because they just like it's home. It's almost home. Yeah. Then. And they get
1: to ex they're, you know, it's busy and they're active and all those kind of things. Sometimes we, we put kids in classrooms and expect them to have, you know, this perfect behavior and that's not how kids are wired. They're full of energy and are wired for activity. Um, and so, you know, we don't always understand why kids don't conform to the things that we're trying to make them do, but camp gives them an opportunity to, you, to, you know, use that, that natural energy that they have. And it's just so
0: much fun. A seven-year-old is physically incapable of behaving like a forty-seven-year-old. So. Yeah, they just can't do it. All right, next here's the cool next thing we love about camp. We're gonna we're gonna hit these quick here. Is there is some element of risk at camp, and that's okay. Parents, hear me. Camp helps conquer fears. Right, like we used to say, what, Jamie. Do you want to explain like the three S's that we used to say at camp, and then tell them a little bit about focus on on that last S, spark sure. or spunk?
1: Yeah. So our Kind of our mission that we always trying to train into our staff was um, that the, uh, our camp experience, we really wanted to kind of uh, encapsulate in these three S's. So, so you had souls, safety, spark, sparkle, whatever, um, how you whatever want to say it. So souls would be that, that everybody that comes through camp, the camp gates, whether it's a camper, a staff member, a volunteer, a delivery guy, yeah. that everyone would know Jesus that they would be discipled, that they would know him better. Uh, So that's soul. Safety. Um, A lot of the campers that come to us come from places where they may not always experience physical safety or emotional safety. Um, And so we always said that we wanted camp to be a safe place for kids, a physically safe place. Obviously, we never want anybody to get injured on our camp. So we want them to be physically safe. But we also wanted them to be spiritually and emotionally safe, a place where they didn't have to worry about, you know, um, you know, any kind of maybe verbal abuse or anything like that. Um, And then. Uh, sparkle. We wanted kids to encounter opportunities that would give them the chance to find, um, find their spark to to kind of realize who it is that God created them to be. What is it in them that that makes them who they are? That they would find their identity in Jesus, and that they would find their sparkle. That's where that word comes from. So every we would uh, at the end of every week we would have our closing out staff meeting, and we would ask. You know where did you see God moving? Tell me, uh, tell me a time when you saw one of these three S's in motion. Uh, or we would say, if you're going to have your kids do an activity, it needs to meet one of these goals. So how is this keeping kids safe? Or how is this help- helping their soul? How is this helping them to find their sparkle? And so especially that, that last one, camp has a lot of great opportunities. Sometimes we have kids who think that they can't do challenging things. They've never you know, encountered that or they've never had the opportunity to conquer fear. So they might be terrified to go down the zip line. But when interject you interject have-
0: here too, Major sure. Jamie too, that like... Like, I think sometimes we base risk based on gender as well. Like we say, oh, girls aren't going to do this or boys aren't really going to do that. But uh, but as you're just talking, I want to make sure that we make that point. I can't like we think that girls can do, you know, they can they can go down zip lines and go off diving boards and and do things. And guys can do these things as well. It's not based just on gender.
1: Right. Yep. And so, you know. Uh, a kid might think, you know, I could never, I could never do that. But with when you have an encouraging staff member or somebody who's speaking these things into them and say, you know, helping them realize, you know, I can do this. And then to see their faces when they do it and to you can see the connection being made in there. Okay. I overcame something. I can, I can conquer these fears. I can do these challenging things. Um, and that, that changes something in the life of a child or an adult. Um, and so uh, camp just presents all those kind of opportunities. We had this one camper, I always remember um, who really struggled to kind of um, express himself in a, in a positive way. Um, he had a hard time connecting with other campers, knowing, um, you know, kind of finding what, where his place was. And it, a lot of times that resulted in acting out and behaviors, you know, that were challenging. And so, um, you know, you kind of, you're trying to figure out, you know, how to how to help this kid get to a place where they can express themselves in positive ways. Uh, and I remember one day our office was right next to the tabernacle. So whenever there was tabernacle time going on, you could hear the music and all these things. And you begin with there, you know, the music was playing and then you begin to hear this chanting so you're like, okay, something something special is happening over here. So we went to see what was going on. And it was like the end. All of the campers had formed this kind of massive dance circle in the middle of the tabernacle. And in the center of the dance circle was this kid who had, had struggled all week to kind of find what his place was. And he was just getting after it. It was the most epic dance. And, you know, everybody's cheering him on. And you can see in his face, like, the glow, like... You know they're cheering. You know people are are cheering and people are yelling, but it's yelling in a positive way. Um, you know nobody was fussing at him or anything like that, and it was just so much encouragement. And you could just see him blossom right there in the center of a dance circle. And camp gives those opportunities for kids to find themselves at the top of a ropes course or on the diving board or in the middle of a dance circle or riding a horse, things they might've thought they could never do. All right. um, And then they find their sparkle.
0: Risk is is just a part of camp, but it does help conquer fear. And when we say risk, we're talking like, can you go off the diving board this year? Can you move up one color in the swim band, right? Like your swim test, instead of just getting uh, the red band because you have to stay in the shallow end, can you get a yellow band this year or whatever color you use? The ropes course, can you go up Can you go up one level higher on your ropes course?
1: Yeah, I would always love to see the kids who maybe the year before or even the week before were in kind of like the shallow section because they weren't strong swimmers. Um, but after attending swim class for the week or whatever, they they were able to move up to the next level and they would be so excited. To learn now, I can go off the slide, or now I can go off the diving board, and um, camp just really helps um, helps kids, you know, reach reach that potential that we see inside of them, but they may not always be confident enough to see in themselves. Yeah,
0: I think you're right too, uh, Major Jamie. You said kids, but I think and you said adults as well, and I think adults we sometimes forget this. We're like we're like, oh, we're out at a camp age, guys. Like we should still have an element of risk to our lives. Let's do one thing that you haven't done before. You know, maybe it may not be, you may know how to swim. Maybe you don't know how to swim. That's okay. Go to learn how to swim. Do something that you haven't done before. Go one step further. Let me just say this, because I did look up the statistics, because I know this is very hard. There are some moms out there and some dads who are having a very hard time letting their kids go. So I did look up the stats for, there is a point, one five chance of an injury happening for every 1,000 hours of play that a kid goes to, okay? So for every 1,000 hours that a kid is outside playing or anywhere playing, there's a point, not even a 1%, not even half a percent, 015 0.15% of a percent chance of a kid getting hurt while they're out there, right? So, the risk is much lower than we think. And the Salvation Army, our camps are getting, and most of them are, and the last ones are getting there, are ACA, American Camping Association-related, safety-rated. and Which is a, a
1: very tough process. They don't right. just hand out licensing ACA and stuff for that. Things. It is very tough process to go through it just builds
0: camp camp builds self-esteem i can do these things i can sleep uh uh you know yeah i can can, be away
1: from mom and dad i can be
0: away from mom and dad. i can sleep in a cabin you know i can sleep with these in the dark like i I remember again the same stories uh, jamie was telling like i remember the 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 kid who came and they said oh he's a germaphobe he doesn't like to get messy and i was like okay like we'll do our best to accommodate that kind of stuff and then by the end of the, the week that kid was sliding the first one down the messy hershey it chocolate syrup like slipping, slide
1: chocolate syrup and the kid's just like dripping
0: he's got ant bites all over him because he's been <laughs> yeah. going barefoot for four and just days The <laughs>
1: biggest smile you know the biggest smile across their face they're like yep Covered in baked beans, but so happy to be there.
0: Kids drinking Sprite through a dirty sock, you know, like again. And then my favorite was when we uh, they got the cow tongue, uh, uh, and they had to like pass it. The boy, it was a boys' night program. They had to pass the cow tongue through their shirt. Right? There was so like a to,
1: string. They had was to a drop it that through their across. shirt and
0: then pass it to the kid behind him, and he, he had to drop the cow tongue. So you know, it's like to us that's silly, but to kids. I can do this. it's building it's building self-esteem from that. So uh, moms and dads out there, it's, camp helps conquer fears. And in the world that is so anxious, we we need every little bit that we can. All right. Well, let's move up a little bit in age range as we uh, get ready to land the plane here. But one of the best things about camp when you get to Teen work, camp, work summer, camp. summer camp is, and you see this in all of the TV shows and the movies that we talked about, is getting you a little a camp boyfriend <laughs> or camp girlfriend. Camp boo. <laughs> camp bay, Camp boo thang. All right? So it's funny. Like, there is something to be said about camp, especially when it comes to, like, summer staff, because you're around the same group of people, <laughs> for for like six weeks right so there's no outsiders so relationships are formed for sure uh but you know like i don't know if you guys have ever heard this before but like you can say like there's there's on a scale of one to ten of how good looking a person is but then there's a camp scale of (laughs) one to ten right so like you can say like this is mean but it's funny right you could say oh he's a camp nine but he's a four outside of camp (laughs) right that is mean. <laughs> because listen, as a guy who was a four outside of camp, I hear you. Everybody right?
1: looks rough at camp. It's like, just how it
0: is. No, I think what they're saying is like everybody looks right. Better but at everybody
1: camp. but <laughs> everybody's on the same thing. Everybody's on that level playing field because everybody is hot and sweaty and all yeah, those things. Yeah. So there's not as much uh disparity. You know, everybody's in the same boat. So, and I will say,
0: I will say, as a as a, we have to say this. Major Jamie and me uh, met at camp, started dating at camp, and uh, almost got married at camp, but we just didn't and have enough money. Up on the
1: weekend. Yeah. So <laughs> they, uh, yes, I was going to say, I never, I had the, I had a camp boo, but my camp boo was the same every summer, every summer that I worked, and of course, he as was camp a, director. He was a camp,
0: he was a camp nine, but an outside four. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs>
1: I always tell the camp staff, I'm like, listen, make make sure you really think it through when you say yes. This could be the best yes you ever say. Uh, it might stick for, with you for your whole life. So give it some thought, then move forward.
0: I was a lonely dishwasher in the heat of the Texas night with a counselor female counselor (laughs) jamie barnhouse soon to be saturday so there is funny like when you work summer staff and and like and boyfriend girlfriend stuff i can't it's it really is it could be a reality show i mean i think bug Juice did it well but there is something about like it's like the bachelor meets survivor meets survivor (laughs) (laughs) so uh it's fun and again like good good dyss and good youth leaders will make sure that uh every that all that everybody knows that the rules before you uh walk go into camp for yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, it's always part of orientation, you know, campers are never to know that staff are in relationships and all those kind of things because again, that's camper safety. Um they don't need to be knowing about all that stuff. It's just not not part of that experience.
0: We had a we had a word, we had a word in summer staff, Jamie and I called Tikwu. And and there are listeners out there who may not know what stick woo is. There are a few who do. Uh if you know, you know. But uh stick woo was one of those words where uh, if you were getting too close, you know, we would say stick yeah. woo. And
1: then they would know, Oh, I'm about to violate a policy. <laughs> 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 yep. So yes, camp camp girlfriend, camp boyfriend. Listen, the only downside of of our having a successful camp relationship is that I can't say, Listen, what are you don't why are you so You're torn never gonna up about again. this? <laughs> it's not gonna last forever. Sometimes it does last forever, dear listeners. Thankfully, sometimes it does last forever, but man, it sure did take my ability to say that to a staff member, took it right out the window.
0: <laughs> For sure. Well, at one of our first camps, we were, uh, Major Jamie and I were divisional youth leaders, the camp directors, and one of the staff members was crying on the front porch of the dining room. And so I went over to ask, being pastoral, I said, Hey, uh, what's going on? And she said, in tears, she turned to me and said, my boyfriend just snapchatted another girl. And so I didn't know what that meant. So I turned to Jamie and I just said, you handle this. <laughs> yeah, he and was I like, walked away. He's
1: like, I'm calling in the relief. Your turn, yeah, you know when, like
0: in baseball when they call in a relief pitcher i literally looked at major jamie tap my arm for the relief pitcher to come he's in like, and then yeah, i walked away like, this because one's you. Didn't
1: this know. one's you <laughs> when
0: it's not when it's not when the love's not as real as mine and major jamie but when most people they break up at the end of the summer which is just such a like you said elizabeth such like a jerk move right like you're like we're gonna be together forever and then september one you're like hey well you're going back to your house i'm going to my house on the other state side of the state Camp camp love. <laughs> Speaking of music, let's talk about camp songs as we get ready to, again, I said we're going to land this plane, but we are still going because camp just keeps rocking. So camp songs are great. Now, some people hate them, but they are really a highlight of camp. I mean, I'm thinking Wishy Washer Woman, Purple Stew, Plant a Watermelon, Ravioli, Awake Alive Alert. Uh, what's the one everybody here knows? Harry. And know some of these camp songs are only known in regional places in the United States, but camp songs are like a highlight of camp yeah for they are
1: sure. and i would find myself when my kids were babies you know when you're in the middle of the night just trying to sing them back to sleep the most random camp songs or when they're toddlers and they think everything is funny camp songs are perfect
0: because they don't make sense
1: no they don't and so the kids just think they're hilarious but those are some of the most fun fun things i can remember about camp as a kid and most of them i can still probably sing sing to you just because they just embed themselves in you. It's a great part of the camp experience. Now we've added some things, like it's not all just fun camp songs. Now there are, you know, like the Cupid Shuffle and all those kinds of things. Sunshine after the, sunshine yeah, after the sunshine rain. Sunshine after the rain. There's It's more, uh, we involve technology now instead of just singing. Yeah. <laughs> like we if used your, to, but.
0: And if your camp has an anthem, if your camp has its own song, that is beast level camp right there. Not too many camps do, but man, if you can get one and everybody knows it, that's when you've you reached the next level.
1: Yes. And so that was one of our best things. I think one of my favorite memories from being a camp director at Camp Keystone is that um, Matt commissioned our divisional music director to write a song for Camp Keystone. They have this great tradition there where they do this table clap, which just involves a lot of pounding on the tables. in a. It's supposed to be in a rhythm, but by the end, there's no rhythm. But the song incorporates that table clap. And it's, so, it's just so fun, and the kids love it. Um, they get to stand on their chairs, which usually isn't allowed, and... So it's always it's always a bit fun. A risk. When you,
0: it's a bit of risk.
1: <laughs> yeah, when you get to sing the the camp anthem, everybody yeah. gets into it.
0: I've heard of people, and this it just if you don't think that camp songs are important, I have heard of people that have asked for camp songs to be sung at their funeral, just because they want the memories of people to be there again. Camp changes lives still like it just gives great memories. And plus it's an opportunity for people to laugh and sing a song at a funeral that absolutely does not make sense. Right. You would think we're going to sing amazing grace or something like that, but to get up there and sing a song about purple stew or something like that is just silly. And last thing too, you know, I've heard a bunch of people who perhaps used to be Christians and who have, you know, fallen away from the faith and have become atheist. I I heard this once in a podcast. They asked this atheist, this guy who used to be a Christian, but he had kind of wandered from the faith. And they said, what did you miss most about Christianity? What do you miss most about the church? And he said, I miss the singing. I miss the singing of people just getting together in a group and singing. So sometimes, again, it's easy for us to be like, roll our eyes when we hear, oh, camp songs. But they are important to people. And they do bring up uh, like a fellowship, a camaraderie, especially at camp. All right, last thing. One of the best things about working at camp is working summer staff. It is the best time of your life. Working summer staff is one of your best times ever. To be at camp and you get to make some you get to make some money while you're at it. You, it doesn't feel like work to me. I never thought I was working. I just thought, "Man, these are suckers. I get to be at camp and they're giving <laughs> and they're me paying money." Me. <laughs> right? And again, we did talk about it's a pipeline I think to officership, right? Like kids go to vacation Bible school, Start coming to the core. They involve themselves more in army programming, and then eventually they get to be fifteen. Most camps maybe hire at fifteen, depending sixteen. Yeah, yep. And then on you, the camp, certain ages you can be. You have to be eighteen, of course, counselors and stuff like that. But then I think there's just like that pipeline, and, and summer staff is a very important part of that. Go ahead, Major James.
1: Yeah, no, I was just gonna say it. It helps young people stay engaged in the mission when when young people um, have opportunity to be responsible and to take part. Um, in the mission, they feel a sense of ownership, and then it helps them to stay, um, stay active and involved in those kind of things. And so, um, yeah, it is a great—not just for officership, but just just being engaged in the church and community, and, and staying um, active in mission camp is a great way to to encourage that in a young person. And it really is working summer sta- summer staff. So between between working as a teenager and being a camp director, spent ten summers working on summer staff, um, and it they were the best ten summers. If I could find a way to do this job from summer camp, I would still be there.
0: <laughs> you really do. Even it is like a class reunion. Like you build f- family for life. I still talk to people that I've worked with I mean social media has made it so much easier. Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I still talk to people that I worked with camp on camp staff with back in two thousand and one
1: yeah I we think still was my have, we still have a friend we were at that summer he for some reason he was known as new guy. This was twenty years ago. We still call him new guy. His name's Steven. He's he a has Salvation a name. Army officer now. Yeah, he is. He has a name. He has a rank. He's in charge of a Salvation Army unit. We still call him New Guy. Props
0: to Captain Stephen Wildish in the Tallahassee, Florida Corps, who for the longest time we called New Guy. He's uh, been in the Salvation Army forever. I mean, he's but- a
1: full-grown man now, and we still got, he still gets called New Guy. And his wife always says, "I can tell who worked summer staff with him because they all call him New Guy." Uh, but it you just you become family again for that summer. You're all. You're, I mean, you're in this together. You're trying to accomplish this mission together. And so it becomes, you do become family uh, and it's just so much, so much fun. It's like, it is, li- is life changing. Even as the camp director, you know, in my 10th summer, I would still say it, it changed my life just being around the kids, being around the summer staff, experiencing that, that kind of ministry together. Again, I would do it. Salvation Army Salvation Army personnel people, I would do it for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to end with this. You want to know what one of my sick, guilty pleasures is of, of working summer staff and well being a divisional youth leader is when kids work summer staff and you hand them their first paycheck and they open the paycheck and they discover the joy of taxes. And so I know this is, it's sick, I'm sorry, but to look at their face when they realize how much money they just... Captain, ta- you, you said, said I was a-
1: getting paid X amount of money and we're like, oh... My love, Uncle Sam. That's who That's you. My favorite. It's, the, it's my the man. favorite
0: thing is to sit in the office <laughs> the and man. watch these kids <laughs> tear open that first paycheck, and they're like, and then just to see almost the disappointment in their face of like, <laughs> it was a
1: good, it? it gave us a good opportunity to teach them a life lesson, which is another great thing we should say about. Working summer staff is it was a great a great way for young people to experience what it's like to have a job, to work, to have responsibility. What it's like to get a paycheck. We always taught a budgeting, uh, did a little bit of a budgeting thing during our orientation. Because they
0: all they just spend their money on Domino's yeah, that, pizza. Oh man,
1: yes, that first that first paycheck is gone in an hour, and so it was a good opportunity for us to build life lessons into them and to say, hey, maybe like let's put down some priorities, goals you're wanting to save for. I'm going to see you on social media in November talking about how you wish you could afford tickets to your favorite concert. And if you didn't buy brand new shoes every week, you could afford those tickets in November. Or, you know, we would have counselors who were saving for college and um, just to being able to talk to them and, you know, at the beginning of the summer, how much they had saved to be able to afford books and and how much at, at the end of the summer, the dent they made. We used to play this really fun game in the office too about trying to figure out, whose package was getting delivered and what was in the package. That was one of my favorite things like shake the Amazon box and be like, "Hmm, what's in this?" Once summer staff
0: learned they could they could shop online, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so then we would we would like shoes, they all kinds of opening of the packages to see, "Okay, like let me see what you're ordering. Is that helping you I remember you told me you your goal was to pay for your whole semester's worth of books. How are you doing on that? Do those pretty shoes you just got in the mail help you accomplish that goal? Then you become the camp mom and they sneak the packages away from you so they don't get lectured.
0: <laughs> again, there are, to, there are to, to, to put a cap on this, to put a campfire on our, on our summer camp talk, there are 42 Salvage Army camps across the nation that are meeting right now as you're listening to this. 50,000 campers uh, came through a Salvage Army camp in 2019. I imagine that number will be lower this year just because we're still coming out of the pandemic. But again, last thing, like we said, camp is probably one of the most evangelistic things that we can do. And by 2019 numbers, 25,000 kids out of the 50,000 made a decision to follow Jesus, to accept him as their Lord and Savior uh, at a Salvation Army camp. Again, those are camp changes lives. Now, those kids need to be discipled. It can't just be one and done. But like Jesus Theater that is coming out from our friends from the brothers in uh, the Eastern Territory. It's just a great program. Camp changes lives and eternities. And if you have a, a son or daughter or a grandson or granddaughter or anybody you know who's old enough to work at camp, man, next year when the applications go around, Get your kids, get get them working at camp. It, it will change their life for yeah, sure.
1: Look at it. Make sure they're looking at it early. Camp hiring starts in January, sometimes as early as December, the summer before. Um, and then make sure they're, uh, if you go on the peer website, there's a thing that says work at camp, and you can click there and it'll give you links to every camp across America. So you can see what's local to you. We'll take you to their website.
0: And why not? Like, mix it up. Like, say, look, I, I live in this place. Why don't I try working at camp in montana there's not a Salvation army camp in montana but uh still uh, Yeah,
1: i mean you could be from oklahoma and test out a camp you know work at a camp in maine or new jersey or whatever for sure
0: come on risk a little bit of risk all right Cam, major jamie what's our last question yes. of the day
1: yeah okay here we go what is giving you joy elizabeth what's giving you joy today
2: it's trick cereal Nice. I rediscovered this this past week and oh my gosh, (laughs) it is giving me such joy.
0: Did you just explain to us the aisle? Like you were going down the cereal aisle and you just saw it and you were like
2: I was going down the the cereal aisle and I typically go for like a honey what do you call those? Honey Cheerios? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then I saw the OG the great classic. These were on sale and I thought to myself, those are fun. (laughs) And so I thought, why not? And holy guacamole, what a delight, my friends. You could have it dry with milk any time of the day, morning, night. Is tricks. The cereal that you said silly rabbit. Is yep. that what is it?
1: Silly yes. rabbit. Tricks are for, tricks kids. Are for yep. kids and it's grown so people.
2: They're good. Very grown people. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I, I firmly believe that whatever falls through the grading when they're making tricks becomes fruity pebbles. They sell. For
1: <laughs> Matt has opinions on breakfast cereal,
0: everything like, <laughs> like it's a whole, you've seen that cereal. All of you listeners out there, you've seen that cereal aisle. It's ridiculous. Like, talk even, about it.
1: Even Lillian, who's 14, is like, Mom, some of these cereals are completely under. There are
0: way many choices. <laughs> yeah, I mean, s'more like, cereal. Mm.
1: Elizabeth, would you say Honey Nut Cheerios is your all time favorite cereal?
2: It's my, it's my classic. I feel sophisticated when I eat that, but it's probably just a sugary. Yeah. So,
1: Cinnamon Toast Crunch is mine.
2: Oh, yes.
0: You're both wrong. It's Captain Crunch.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh, Captain Crunch is what you
1: eat when you want to shred. You're like, I feel like shredding the roof of my mouth today. I'll eat Captain Crunch. As a
0: Salvation Army officer and a respecter (laughs) of rank, I will expect (laughs) better from you. From Captain Crunch, put some respect on his name, please.
1: (laughs) Captain Crunch is garbage. (laughs) Rolling out the opinions here today. All right, Matt. What's giving you joy? Don't say Captain
0: Crunch. Well, okay, but uh, I'm in the sports. Like, uh, it's just like. I love this time of sports right now. Listen to this. Like I get, I'm having like a pandemic of playoffs right now. I mean, you got the NHL Tampa Bay lightning at this prime up two to zero over the Montreal Canadiens. eh? and then you've got the NBA playoffs, my Atlanta Hawks. I mean, I'm a huge NBA fan, but like I'll cheer for Atlanta because it's Atlanta. So uh, if you're in the Southern territory, you have to. Uh, So they're, they're, you know, as, Things are going well in the NBA NBA playoffs. Then on top of that, we get the Euro Cup, right? So we can watch, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I can watch Iceland play Macedonia. Why not? Okay. And then, I know I just offended all of Europe. I'm sorry. And then, uh, what was the last one? Oh, the Um, Olympics are coming. Oh, hold on i didn't even think about them baseball we've really got my wife and i have gone to a couple minor league games uh because the weather's been to nice trying to pass and, the time when the kids are gone right and then you're right the olympics are coming up even on a on a 2021 so i'm just like you can't turn on the tv and not be entertained right now if you're not if you're not entertained by all of tv or the bachelorette then i'm just kidding i'm just kidding so that's what's giving me joy right now is like you cannot you look so excited right now you cannot hit turn on the channel without Seeing some sort of sport playoff, yes.
1: all the sports and what's giving you sports joy? news going on right now. If you're a big sports fanatic, uh, I know everybody's got opinions on these new uh, Supreme Court rulings that are coming out about the NCAA and the NIL and all that kind of stuff. So
0: name image is, likeness.
1: Yeah, it is a a
0: crazy world right now.
1: And if sports. you want me to
0: sell you my name, my image, or my likeness, uh, if you didn't sponsor the show, hit me up. <laughs> How all can right. you, Major? What's giving you joy, joy
1: right now? plants. Plants are giving me joy. So I can see Matt rolling his eyes right now. I have um, a plant list of plants that I would like to acquire. And last weekend, we went to a garden center. They're like Pokemon.
0: You got to catch them all.
1: Yes. And sometimes they're insanely expensive, especially because of the pandemic. So many people got into plants that it kind of drove the price up. But I've been looking for a Monstera plant for a while, and I keep finding them that are far out of my price range. But this weekend, I found one that was affordable, and it has been repotted and it is in my living room and it is bringing me all the joy. And I'm so into it now that I have an app that helps me keep track of all my plants and it tells me when to water them and when they need more sun and why the leaves are falling off and all this great stuff. And Matt just rolls his eyes at me. I have to have something to take care of when my children are <laughs> at camp but I have uh, this is a I will tell you this is a plant plant loving is a sickness that runs in my family my sister acquired 50 plants over the course of the pandemic 50 additional plants to what she already had
0: plant lady is one gateway drug step away from cat lady (laughs)
1: listen I will gladly bear the title of crazy plant lady (laughs) it's fine there are worse things you could be than a crazy plant lady
0: that's gonna end this episode (laughs) 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 <laughs> that's going to end this episode of the Battle Line podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Battle Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Be in prayer for all that's going on in summer camps around this year. And if again, as Major Jamie said, be sure to check out the Peer website, peermag.org, and check out peermag.org slash work at camp for next year. Follow Peer on the socials at peer.magazine. And lastly, we have a sister podcast, which Major Jamie is now again kind of and taking Elizabeth. over. And Elizabeth, listen. I'm all alone over here. I am putting in the work <laughs> on the Battle Line podcast. And uh, so the sister podcast should say the name of it. It's called the Fight for Good podcast. Check them out, please. Until next time, this has been the Battleline podcast. Bye.
1: See ya.